Are you new to teaching elementary music or do you feel like you're just spinning your wheels every day in your classroom? Maybe you're overwhelmed and honestly just don't know where to go for advice and mentorship. Hi, I'm Jessica, and when I'm not drinking all the coffee, watching Razorback sports, or hanging out with my family of boys, it's my passion to help elementary music teachers just like you teach your students by using your unique personality and teaching style. In this podcast, you'll find helpful tips, strategies, and ideas that will help you kick that stress to the curb and begin teaching music with confidence. Let's get started. music teacher friend. I hope you're doing well. I want to tell you about something super exciting coming up this summer. On June 22nd, I will be hosting the free five-day challenge called Start the School Year Off Right Challenge. In this challenge, you're going to learn all about how to start the school year off with success, whether that is going to be virtually or in person, or you're just not even sure what next school year is going to look like yet. On day two, we're going to talk about work-home-life balance, which is something we all need help and support in right now, especially during the time we're living in, I feel. Day three is going to be all about how to plan for next school year during the summer. And we'll talk about what your school year will look like and how you can plan to successfully teach next school year even if it looks a little different than you think it might normally look. Day four is going to be all about reflecting on this school year. And oh my goodness, do we have a lot of reflecting to do, right? You had the beginning of the school year started off strong. You were in your classroom and then you finished off probably the school year teaching virtually. So we're going to reflect on all that together and talk about ways you can move forward with taking what you learned into the next school year. And day five is going to be all about why professional development matters, why it's a good thing, how to find good professional development opportunities this summer, and how to find what you need for your particular teaching situation. So I would love for you to join us. The challenge starts on June 22nd and simply head to subscribepage.com forward slash music teacher challenge 2020 or simply click on the link in the show notes to join us. I cannot wait to see you there. And immediately after joining the challenge, you can join our Facebook group where I will be going live every day in the challenge. And there's so many amazing music teachers in there already a part of the group who are ready to support you and get to know you. So come on in and join us. I can't wait to help you get the forward momentum you need to go into next school year feeling successful. Have an amazing day and I'll see you soon. Hey there, welcome back to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Peresta. I'm so excited to have you here. Today you're listening to episode 102, which is about how to connect with your students while you teach virtually. And before I start, I just want to say thank you so much for listening in. I do truly appreciate all of the support and the encouragement I get about this podcast And I honestly cannot believe I am past 100 episodes. That's amazing to me. When I started this podcast, I couldn't see past episode one. And so, you guys, I am so honored and humbled to have you listening in. I truly mean that. And every time I get an email or direct message on Instagram of encouragement or thank you so much, these episodes mean a lot to me, you are the reason I'm doing what I'm doing. So I want you to know right now that I appreciate you listening in and you Um, are honestly the reason I'm showing up for you. So 
Anyways, let me get off my little soapbox of my positive soapbox of encouragement and let you know that today, like I said, we're going to talk about how to connect with your students while you teach virtually. Last week, um, in episode 101, I talked about um, how to prepare for any teaching situation you might find yourself in in the fall. You listening to this right now may not know what your teaching situation is going to look like. You might have a rough idea. You might have been told it could look like this. It could look like this. We're not sure yet. So go back and listen to that episode if you haven't yet. But also just keep it saved somewhere or just mark it down. Make sure to go back and listen to episode 101 of Jessica's podcast. Because when you do find out what your teaching situation will look like, you will want to listen to that episode. Um, All right. So being prepared for any teaching situation knowing what your teaching situation is going to look like. But also, I feel like a huge part of teaching, obviously, is connecting with your students. Yes, teaching the content is so important. Preparing for teaching so you're not overwhelmed. Knowing how to lesson plan. Knowing how to, you know, what curriculum map to use. Knowing how to sequence your lessons. Knowing what resources to pull from. Knowing how many of activities of what you need to teach. Knowing how long your uh your lessons are going to be, how, how often do you see the students? How long is your class period time? All that stuff matters. And so much more I didn't just say, but what also matters is connecting with your students and doing that virtually is going to be a way different experience than it is while you're teaching in your actual classrooms. So just knowing ahead of time that it's going to be tough. It's going to be weird. If I can be honest you're not going to know half the time if your kiddos are even hearing what you're saying or seeing what you're providing or are doing any of the activities you've sent home. You're used to hearing and seeing kids experience and participate with music. That's honestly a big part of why you became a music teacher. You enjoy hearing your kids make music and seeing them make music. And when you're not doing that, it is just, if I can use the word weird, you are just you don't feel like a music teacher maybe some days anymore because you're not in your classroom doing the thing with all the whole group instruction, small group instruction, find a partner. It just becomes a little different. So you are just maybe seeing a few kids show up virtually or in the fall, you might see just a few students at a time coming into your classroom or going into their classroom, but it's still not going to be the same. So How can you connect with your students as the music teacher virtually? Well, all the way back in episode 61, that was a long time ago, but we talk about how to build relationships with your students as the music teacher. Now, in this episode, of course, a lot of these ideas are for teaching in person. But I listened back to it because I wanted to make sure before I suggested the episode, there are a lot of ideas you can adapt for teaching virtually, or if you just see like half class sizes or whatever your situation might look like, there's some ideas presented in that episode. I truly feel like you can adapt to fit your situation come fall. Okay. So episode 61 is another episode you need to listen to. When you go back to school in the fall, whatever your teaching situation is going to look like, take, taking the time to just talk to your students I truly feel like it's the first way to connect with them. Um, And I know you're thinking, well, how am I supposed to talk to kids if I don't see them? (laughs) Or how do I talk to these kids if I am barely seeing them or if I'm just showing up just to, you know, see them on a screen? Well, 
I feel like there is some way. So we're going to talk about that. Okay. The first way is just like when you're in your classroom and I know I've mentioned this before, but taking the time to talk to your students in the, at the beginning of class or leaving time at the end of class to just talk. It doesn't have to be about music. It, it could be as simple as, um, I've had kids, you know, ask them, what did you have for dinner last night? Tell me about your favorite hobby. What is your favorite TV show right now? Tell me, and then, or it could be like, what do you like to listen to? Telling, um, asking them questions like, what is your, um, you know, favorite thing to do on the weekend? What do you like to play with your brothers and sisters? That kind of stuff. So asking them questions. And what's cool is students love to hear about your life. They love to hear about what your pet, you know, what your pet's name is, what you like to do outside. They like to hear about your your latest, um, I don't know, making stuff up off the top of my head, but did you go anywhere? Did you do anything fun? What do you like to do for fun? What's your favorite type of ice cream? So anyways, still providing ways to talk to kiddos like that, telling them stories about your life, asking them questions about their life. And a way to do this, if you're not seeing them in person or even not seeing them show up virtually, is send home like a like a blurb where music notes with Mr. or Miss, whatever, insert the blank. We'll say Peresta for, you know, because that's my name. Um, and so what you do is when you're sending home an encouraging note, it doesn't even have to be as a paper note every month where you're mailing this out to every family every month. No, that's going to, you could do that, of course. But a good way to do this is to just include a little blurb, send it to the classroom teachers and say, hey, you're probably already sending home a virtual newsletter. Maybe you're, you have a class app or maybe you're communicating with parents another way. Could you just include this little music blurb in your newsletter? And you know what? It's, it could be called Music Notes with Mr. or Mrs. Peresta, but it, it could literally just be like, what I want to tell you about me this month. And you include two to three sentences about something that you, like I just named, something fun or something about you. And then you end with a question. What about you? Why don't you email me at blah, 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 and tell me about your favorite type of ice cream? Kiddos, you will get more responses than you think you will. I promise. They're, they're going to love just connecting with you in that way. And so tell them about what you had for lunch, your favorite activity, your pet, and all the other things we just said. But also, what tell them about music too. And here's a way you can connect with kiddos virtually, musically. Well, tell them a song that you like to listen to when you're sad. What's something you listen to when you're happy? What's something, if you're in a bad mood, what are some music that, some music that you go to? Or what, why do you like to play music? When you're sad, do you dance to music? Do you like to turn it on in the car? And you, in that little blurb of um, maybe two to three sentences of, and a classroom teacher, you guys, most of the time, I can't speak for all of them, but they're not going to care if you just include a little blurb at the bottom of their newsletter. I mean, it's not, if you just make it two to three sentences, that's not going to take up that much space. So maybe one or two of the sentences could just be like something um, fun. And then uh, one more sentence could be, oh, by the way, this month, or this week, or however often you send home a little blurb, when I want to focus on when you're sad. And when I'm sad, I like to do this with music and just give them a situation like that. Because a lot of these kids right now um, don't really know what to do with all these emotions they're feeling. It's, it's a lot to process as a child, right? It's a lot to process as an adult, let's be honest. But this is unprecedented times 
we are living in. This is something none of us have really ever experienced. And so these kids don't really know how to talk through their emotions or how to feel the emotions. And so just providing a, a fun way in a newsletter for them to um, connect with music with their emotions will really help them. Um, even if just a couple of your students end up implementing the ideas, you are doing your part just by providing the activity, providing the way, providing a way to connect with them, even if you can't see them in person. So like I said, you don't know who's going to be reading that note or hearing you talk about it if you're sending it home newsletter-wise virtually, but you're showing up for whoever does need it. There's going to be a child who reads that and they're going to say, oh my gosh, I love this. I, I have been feeling sad. What can I do? I'm going to listen to this song. Oh my gosh, that really encouraged me and made me feel better. All right? All right. So meet, meeting your students and still showing up. How can you do that? How can you still show up for your students if you're not seeing them in person and connect with them while you teach virtually? So like I just mentioned, there's a virtual newsletter. Maybe you're sending home your own. Maybe it's not just a blurb in a classroom teacher's newsletter, but you're sending home your own virtual newsletter every month. Maybe this is emailed out to all the parents. Maybe it's posted um, the music teacher monthly note or whatever you call it. I don't know. There's so many different word plays you can you know, play around with the title. Or maybe you're already sending home something, so just do that, but do it virtually. <clears throat> so post it on your, you know, maybe your school has a Facebook page. Maybe there is um, you have a class page. Maybe you've already set up a Google Classroom. So every month you're posting it and it, you email it out to the students and they're able to come and open up this PDF and read what the music teacher has to say. They're going to be so excited about this. It's a way to connect with you. They're going to love it. And like I said, don't worry about is every student getting to that newsletter. Focus on the kiddos who really need it and the ones who are reading it. Show up for one student the same way you would for 25. And I mean that. Show up for these kids who are wanting what you need, what you're providing, who are needing what you're providing. All of them need what you're providing, obviously, but don't be so focused on, but every kid's not seeing it. Every kid's not doing it. That's okay. You have to let those expectations go because there's so much going on in these kids' lives that you may not even know about. Some of them may not even have access to a computer. Some of them barely have time to make it through the day because both of their parents are working full time. So they're barely getting by with their schoolwork. It's like, a, you know, a miracle every day they've even finished a math problem. Some of them are sharing a computer with maybe four or five siblings. And so by the time they get to your newsletter, it's not that they don't want to see it. They just probably like have the computer taken. Maybe there's one that they're sharing between them. So they all just have to get through things really quick. So you need to focus on the things going on in your kids' lives you may not even know about too. So that will really help put things in perspective. Another way to uh, meet up with your students virtually is chat in the comments. So maybe you are showing up to a regular classroom teacher's call. Maybe you haven't even had time to say a word. and Maybe you're literally just there to show your face, which is awesome. The kids are going to love seeing you there. I don't know if you've sat in um, or done your own Zoom call. We're just going to use Zoom as an example. Yes, I know there's so much different technology out there. Um, my son, one of my sons did a virtual field day. <laughs> Let me tell you right now, that thing was chaotic as everything. It was like, I could see the PE teacher there, but his classroom teacher was there too, but they combined classes so I would say there was a good 70 kids that showed up. And even though they would say the words, mute the mic, 
they didn't all do that. And so when they were giving instructions about what, <clears throat> like we got a laundry basket and an empty water bottle and all kinds of different things to use for like a virtual field day. Well, by the time she was giving the instructions, you couldn't hear her. And the kids, a lot of them just ended up just giving up. So talk about being frustrated. So what I'm getting at right now is you, you know what I'm saying? You probably have these Zoom calls same way, but are you still showing up? Just show up for them. And it may be a chaotic, hot mess, but you know what? There's going to be some kids that are just so excited about the experience and hearing everybody talk. And even though it's a chaotic, hot mess, <laughs> there are ways to still implement, implement classroom management where you can instruct the kiddos to mute themselves. You can still tell them your expectations. It's still important. You can still say, class, I'm waiting. And now it's going to be different than a virtual field day. Not all his calls have been that chaotic, trust me, but... But you as a music teacher, you are still in control. It's still your classroom, whether it's virtually or not. So you can still instruct the kids what you expect them to do while they're on these calls. Um, but that's a whole topic for another day. But on these calls, make sure you chat with them. You're just talking. Yes, you're teaching music. But like we just talked about in a newsletter, ask them questions. Talk to them. Let them know how you're feeling as, you know, on a on a surface level with kids. Don't go too deep, obviously, about your personal life. But chat in the comments. It, what I was going to say is when you show up to these general... That's what I was going to say. I lost my train of thought. When you show up to these general classroom teachers' calls, maybe you don't have a lot of time to talk. So in the comment box, start asking questions there. Maybe a certain student said something and you know you're not going to get a chance to ask them you know, via your mouth. Um, a question in the comment box, you can even send a kids a message depending on what technology platform you're using but a lot of times you can just send kids a message real quick in the comment box just you know like to their name not everyone to see so you can chat with kiddos that way as well the comment box are amazing I mean that's that's the way I've chatted with so many even teachers uh virtually it's just in the comment box a lot of times I don't have a time to go name by name by name I just co-presented at a webinar with four, over 400 teachers that showed up. There's no way I could have commented to every single person in the comment box. So if I saw common themes, if you see common themes or hear common themes coming out from your students, then just in the comment box, address it to everyone. Does that make sense? You see, you hear common questions coming up or common themes, or you see some emotions, strong emotions going on in the comment box and send a note of encouragement just to everyone. Will all the kids see it? Probably not, but it's still there. And there's a way a lot of times to download the chat box and send it or shoot an email to certain kids you saw that were having um, some emo high emotions and send them an email. Uh, you can always connect that way. And we're going to talk more about how to connect one-on-one -on -one with kiddos in a minute. So let me keep going um, with this topic right now, how to connect with everyone. So I want you to think about your, right now, I want you to think about your family and friends and how you've been connecting with them. Even before COVID-19 happened, you probably have several family members and friends that live out of state or in other countries, in fact. So you've the only way to connect with them a lot of times is virtually. So I want you to let go of these expectations you've put on yourself of, oh, I can't connect with my students if it's just virtually. That's not true. Because a lot of my best friends, actually, in fact, all of my best friends, we don't live by each other anymore. Either I've moved or they have moved. And uh, like a couple of my best friends from college, they live really far away. We haven't even seen each other in person in years, but they're still my my best friends in the whole world. And so, but we still connect virtually. We still make time to, we still are able to talk and interact. 
And so I want you to know that connecting virtually is not such a bad thing. It's just different. It's just going to take time to get used to. So I want you to think of that before I keep going. I've heard so many teachers say, well, I can't connect with kids virtually or even teachers virtually because it's just weird. I don't know how to talk that way. Well, just get used to it. You just got to change your perspective and your mindset around that and know that this is what I'm dealing with. I may not like it, but this is, I'm just going to have to take a deep breath and just, this is the way we're doing it now. I got to connect with my students. And if virtually is the way to do it, then I have to do it. So we've talked about sending them a virtual newsletter. I know I just kind of went on a little tangent again. (laughs) So let's get back on track. Chatting in the comments, on Zoom calls, asking questions. The first five minutes, if you're teaching like an actual lesson for 45 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever it is, the first five minutes or the last five minutes, asking your kiddos how they're doing. Read them a story about emotions and feelings. Do some kind of movement activity to quiet music. And then in their Google classrooms, in their classroom, their their teachers' Google classrooms, go in there in the in the comments. On the it looks kind of like a Facebook page, if we can be honest, right? They have like a type type here. Well, you can type something there, and then the kiddos can comment under it with their answers or their questions. Show up, like I said earlier, on the school Facebook pages, or maybe your school has a Facebook group. Maybe you can start if principal has to, of course okay this but start a Facebook group for just music and then the kids can come in there and they're just sharing ideas of course you need to moderate it you need to let parents know like you know the parents are going to be the ones joining make sure it's okay with them maybe you could even set up like a when you join a Facebook group like if you join my free Facebook group elementary music teacher community with Jessica Presta when you join, I have a couple questions and you can set that up under settings where basically when a kiddo joins, you ask questions. Does your parent know you're joining this group? And then something like, what are you wanting to learn this year in music? So you can maybe do that. I know that you may not even, you've been maybe told like a hard no about Facebook and that everybody's different. So I'm just throwing out ideas here. Um, Maybe you can hold different sectionals for different instruments or choir parts. Maybe you're listening to this and you also are teaching, because I know I work with several teachers who also teach um, elementary band or you have a fourth and fifth grade honor choir. So maybe you can still hold sectionals and um, different choir parts, not just whole group instruction, but small group instruction virtually. And you can connect with students that way. The beginning of the school year, they're not going to maybe know everybody or they're beginning. They're in a, they're the first time in choir. It's their first time in band. And so they don't even know a lot of the other kids on their instrument parts or their singing parts. So having them come in to meet just the people in their section like they would normally do in person is super important too. Okay. All right. So let's keep going. Um, when you're having online meetings, that is the ones you've set up or the ones that you are participating in with the general classroom teachers. When you're teaching music, it's not just about teaching music. Have icebreakers, especially back to school, when you would be doing that in your classroom where you're getting to know the kids. You can still do welcome songs. You can still do back to school activities and icebreaker activities and get to know each other activities. It's just going to have to look a little bit different. Like I said, the comment box is your best friend. The Google Classroom chat is your best friend. The you showing up and providing a way to communicate by a newsletter or in the on the Facebook page or however it might look is going to be the way to go. 
But I also want to say, we talked about earlier, maybe you're seeing some kids that just need some more connection time and you don't have time to connect with them. Pick up the phone, call. And a lot of times the parents are not going to have time to talk to you or to have time to hand the phone to their kids. But the child just knowing you called to check in is going to mean the world to them. If you have 700 kids, is this practical to do for every child? No, but you probably by now, and if you're a first year teacher listening to this and you're like, I don't know any of my students, that's okay. That is okay too, I promise. But picking up the phone and calling those kids that you know need to hear from you is going to mean the world to them. And it's important to keep checking in because a lot of these kids, like I said, are going through so much you maybe don't even know about. And they could come from the best families. That I know, like my kids, for example, I mean, I'm not saying this to brag, but we have made it a point to have a really good family structure with my kids. We were trying to raise them to be good human beings, but I'm telling you right now, we have dealt with anger issues, sadness, um, high emotions during this time that I've ever seen my kids experience before. They're just not themselves sometimes. It's just hard. They're dealing with a lot of sadness and um, there's been days they just don't want to do the things they're crying or upset. And so knowing that your students, no matter what their family life looks like, they're all going to have some high emotions in some, you know, different things they need to process through. So helping them do that, get on the phone and call if you need to, or there is an app I use from my phone called Bonjoro. There's another one called Bomb Bomb, B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B. But I use Bonjoro, and I use this a lot when, like, a music teacher joins my membership site. You can enroll in Harmony coming up soon in June, by the way. And I send a personalized video to every single teacher who enrolls in Harmony. And you can do this with your students. Every student at the beginning of the year, and maybe, like I said, you have 700 students. So it might take forever, and you're like, there's no way I can do that. But you can. You, what you can do is record yourself. And then you just plug in everybody's emails. But you're like, I still don't know how, know how to do that. That's too much. Well, on your computer, there's a free website called Loom. I don't know if you've ever used this, but loom.com is a way to record yourself. And then you can just send the email, I mean, send the video to all the email addresses um, from your school. Or even just upload it to YouTube, share, share the private link, and everybody can view that as well. And what you're doing in this video is just like a welcome back to school, or my name is Mr. or Mrs. We're going to use Peresta again because that's my name. And I want to welcome you to the school year. Maybe you've never met me before. It's my first time at this at your school, or you might new, be a new student to our school, and I'm so excited to welcome you back to school. You may not be seeing our music classroom, or maybe you're in your music classroom recording video lessons, and while you're there, you are um, still teaching, you're showing them around, and you're like, these are the instruments, this is where I keep my books, this is where we sing, and you're still recording yourself teaching music in your classroom, even if your students are not in the physical classroom, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, you're, you're recording a video of introducing yourself. Maybe you're showing them around your music room, whether they're able to come in your music room or not, or maybe you're just in your home recording a video saying, hi, I'm Mr. or Mrs. Whatever. And I'm in music this year, we're going to do all of this, but we're also going to talk and get to know each other. And I'm going to show up to your class calls and explain some ways music might look this year. So your kids know what to expect as well. 
So I want you to not forget about social, social emotional learning this year. I feel like this is going to be a huge focus this school year because, like I just said, the kids are going through so much. This is unprecedented times. There are, they're just going to need you to be there for them, not just as a music teacher, but as a, a mentor, as a teacher in general. Some of them come from broken homes. Some of them had had not a lot of food to eat during this time. Yes, a lot of the schools have been amazing about providing food, but I do know families that couldn't even get to the school to pick food up. It breaks my heart. Having you there for them, showing up however you can, will mean the world to them. Um, There's also kids who have just played video games the whole entire (laughs) pandemic time, or who have just watched a ton of TV the last few months. They haven't had a lot of human interaction. So just you providing ways for them to interact and answer, even if it is just a question of what kind of ice cream do you like, providing ways for them to interact on a human being level is so important. Like I said, kids are processing dealing and dealing with big emotions right now. I gave you an example of my own kids. So I know if my own kids are feeling these big emotions, then a lot of kids are. There's a lot of them are more angry and lashing out than normal. A lot of them are sadder than they ever have known before. And when you ask them, why are you sad today? A lot of times they don't even know why. It's because their little worlds have gotten turned upside down. This is so weird for them. A lot of them, school is their safe place or their way they like to go and socialize, the place they like to go to see their teachers. It's their, it's their way to get away from home and do something that they love to do, going to school. You'll hear, the kids you usually hear that say, I hate school or I don't want to be here are usually the ones that need it the most, honestly. They just don't know how to deal with these big emotions. These kids are going through so much. So a good way to process the emotions and to deal with um, the emotions your kids might be feeling, sing songs. It doesn't have to be about anything related to emotions with SEL, but just singing. Singing really does help, doesn't it? If you're in a bad mood, do you just sing a song and sometimes doesn't your like wall break down and you immediately, your emotions get in check and you feel like just happier, right? You guys know the power of music. And so just use the power of music to help change kids' lives. It doesn't have to be a song about, a, like I said, social emotional learning, but provide ways for them to sing or play an instrument or provide ways to use technology to create music. Why? Because music is powerful. And go back to last, like I said, episode 101, where I talked about the different ways you can still teach music, whatever teaching situation you find yourself in. But just remember, teaching is powerful. Without even talking about feelings and emotions, kids are able to process through what they're feeling by simply just experiencing music. Providing ways for them to do this at home is so important. You may never even hear them sing or see them participating in music, which is so weird as a music teacher. But you providing the way for them to do it at home is what's important. You knowing you've done your part by sharing ways for them to create music, communicating with these kiddos, just showing up, being there for them is what's going to mean so much. So some other ideas for helping them with SEL. Have them write about the music and how it makes them feel. Talk about, listen to your favorite song and write about how it makes you feel. Or just process through through your thoughts journal about it. Go on a listening walk where you're walking around your neighborhood. And we all know just physical exercise helps emotions tremendously, helps our moods. It doesn't even have to be where you're instructing your kids to go on you know, a fast-paced walk. They can just stroll, stroll around the neighborhood. And I want you to listen to the sounds around you and then 
like create a song about the music you heard or come up, come back home and write down the different sounds you heard in nature. Like right now in my backyard, I don't know if you can hear them, but, um, my door's not even open, but through the, through the window, I'm recording this downstairs. Their birds are so loud right now. I have so many birds in my backyard and it's really cool to hear the birds making music. They all have different pitches they sing. They all have different rhythms. And it's funny because they repeat over and over and over. And then you hear the birds respond. And so I think that's a great way for kids to just go on a listening walk. Have them do calming drawing activities where they're listening to certain music. It could be even some kind of classical music or any music you tell them to listen to you that you provide. Maybe it's something they've already done at school previous school year, so it's nothing new, but it's something, hey, remember we did this song and I want you to listen to it. What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong is one of my favorite ones to provide to kids where they listen to the song, they draw a picture of what it makes them feel like or what it makes them think about. And then the things these kids come up with is so amazing. They can, and then say, hey, go to your classroom, Google Classroom, and I want to see you share your pictures there. Maybe you could even do a collaborative activity of that with the art teacher and go back and have them post their pictures and you can, um, yeah, go back and comment about what they're, what they're posting. Provide movement activities where they're listening to music and they're doing slow movement activities with just stretches or say, hey, remember when we did movement to warm up where we just slowly moved or we ended our class period that way. We're going to still do that this year. Provide a way for where you're maybe saying a song of the day where students have to find a song that makes them happy or sad or you don't want to make them sad, but you know what I mean? Find a song that makes you experience this emotion. And maybe it's a different emotion every month. And maybe it's not every day, but every week you say, hey, go look for a song. Or what is the song you already listened to that helps you um, feel these emotions? Have them come and share. Maybe there's not even a class page, for example, but they're emailing to you. And have them share with you songs that they're finding and then share it with everyone. Hey, this child came up with these songs that make them feel happy. Who else can relate to this? Or who else has uh, songs that help you make happy? And share it with everyone so they can all go and find those particular songs and listen to them as well. I do want to mention in episode 86, go listen because amazing page shared all about teaching music and SEL learning. And oh my gosh, it was incredible. But I also want to mention on YouTube, look for Narwhals and Waterfalls, the band that she has. And they do songs all about social emotional learning. And it's incredible. So if you're looking for songs to provide for your kids or some YouTube videos, Narwhals and Waterfalls is what I want you to look up because it's awesome. But like I said, go back to episode 86 as well. It's all about social emotional learning and music. And I want, before we go, to just say, don't forget that you don't have to do it all. Just do something. Just show up. It may not be the way you're used to showing up. You're not going to be able to do all the things. It's impossible. But just do something. Focus on connecting and just being there for your students the best way you know how. Them just knowing that you care is the main point. You just providing ways for them to experience and learn music is so important too. Of course it is. But knowing that you need to connect with these kids too. They're going through so much. But I also want to say, don't forget to take care of yourself. You cannot pour from an empty cup. And I know that phrase is overused and it's like, yeah, right, I get it. But it's so true. You need to take care of yourself just the way you're telling your kids to take care of themselves. And put 
the things we talked about here into practice for your students, but also for yourself. So keep showing up for your kiddos. Take the break you need this summer, and then in the fall, come back strong. Figure out what teaching situation it's going to look like for you. And then apply um, and figure out ways that you're going to really teach music in the way you're going to show up to connect with your students, even virtually. You guys have an amazing rest of your day, and I will see you back next week with another episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, I would love for you to review the show and leave a rating on iTunes. To find out more about how I can help you gain momentum in your elementary music teaching career, head to thedomesticmusician.com where you'll find free downloads, courses, the blog, and so much more. Continue teaching music and never doubt the impact you're making each and every day in the lives of your students.